Blog Talk Radio. about standing at the podium, 
talking to a group of people um, whose attention I had undividedly and having that energy come from the other side of the podium. And I caught the speaking bug. So I decided I am going to enter every speech contest that I can. And every speech contest that I've ever entered, I've always won. And I said, you know what? I like the attention. I'll admit it. I like the attention. I like the idea of of people wanting to hear what it is that I have to say. In addition to that, I, I saw the impact that it had on people. And oftentimes in our, our daily lives, we impact others, and we don't always know how we impact them. But being in the speaking industry, what inspires me to continue to do this business is the personal testimonials. I have people who will call me or they will email me or they'll send me a message on my Facebook fan page and and they'll say, Erica, you know, I saw you speak or I saw your video or I read your book and I was going through this particular situation and now I'm getting out of it because of something I heard you say, something that um, I read that you wrote. And there is absolutely nothing on this earth that can provide that type of feeling than another human being letting you know that you helped to shape their lives um, for the better. So that is what inspired me to get into the speaking business, but the testimonials is what inspires me to stay in the speaking business. I know this is where I'm supposed to be. I know this is what I'm supposed to do, one, because it doesn't feel like work. (laughs) I can't imagine doing anything else but running my mouth. I was a child in school who got in trouble for talking too much, but now I get paid for it. So that's a lot of for me. <laughs> that is awesome. Yes, it is. Wow. I want so to you know. get paid for something that you enjoy doing. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a that's place, awesome. I realize that I'm in a place where a lot of people are not. A lot of people are trying to get to it, and I'm often asked, you know, what in, what inspires you or what are your goals? And at the end of the day, my goal is always the same. It's to help people become better people. That's my goal. So my only goal is to help you reach yours, whatever that may be for you. So because I know what it's like to live doing something that you absolutely enjoy, I really want other people to experience that as well. And if there's something that I can do to to help that manifest, I'm all for it. Now, I want to make sure that I have the names correctly of all the um, the hosts. So if yes. you don't mind, yeah, please repeat that for me so I can write them down and make sure I got it right. <laughs> okay, I'm Miss Mocha, uh, Tiffany Green, and then I have Mario Givens, as my co-host, and I have DeAndrea Bridges. Okay. I got it. I like to call people by their names, so um, forgive me for not knowing your names in advance, but I got it now. That's okay. okay. You got everything? I'm I'm good. I have everybody. Okay. I have Miss Mocha, Mario, and DeAndrea. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have all of you here, so 
Now, I will refer to you by names. Now, Miss um, Mocha and DeAndrea, I don't know how to distinguish your voice yet. Uh, Mario, yours is easy. But um, between the two of them, um, I may get confused, so I apologize in advance. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about the types of um, training that you offer. What kind of trainer, tra- trainings do you offer? Um, well, there's there's quite a few of them, actually. Many of them, uh, they tie right into each other. The most popular topic uh, that I am asked to speak about is called humility is overrated. And upon hearing that, I'm sure a lot of people are going, uh-oh, you know, this, this chick is pretty arrogant. But it has nothing to do with, with arrogance. It's actually an assertiveness skills training. Um, oftentimes we look at other people who have things and, um, who get ahead and we wonder, well, you know, how did they get all that stuff? You know, they must have been born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Um, and most of the time that is not the case. It has a lot to do with them speaking up about their skills, about their education, about their capabilities, their credibility, um, their professionalism. That's how they get ahead. They learn how to toot their own horns, but they do it in a manner that comes across as assertive as opposed to annoying. So in humility is overrated, I teach people how to speak up when others aren't going to speak up for you. Um, It has nothing to do with being cocky, but it has everything to do with confidence. People do business with people that they like. They also do business with people that they feel are competent. And when you're not displaying competent tendencies, Regardless of how much they like you, they'll be your friend or take you to lunch, but they will not write you a check. Mm-hmm. So humility is overrated. I, I teach people how to speak up about who they are, what it is that they can offer, and for whatever reason, if they don't feel they're in a place where they can do that, we work on that as well so that when they do speak, they're able to speak confidently. And I think that's the most popular because especially women, Women are taught, or we were raised in general, um, to speak when we're spoken to, um, play nice, share your toys, um, keep a nice, tidy house. Now, the boys, they are allowed to run around. They are allowed to pretty much speak when, when they have something that they want to say. And there's just a different dynamic that uh, little girls uh, grew up with. We're not allowed to get messy. But if a boy spills chocolate on his shirt or he gets dirty outside, it's like, well, he's a boy. Um, mm. Okay, well, I like chocolate. I like to play in the dirt. So because I'm a girl, I'm not allowed to do that. So um, with humility is overrated, it really just shows you that the dynamics between um, male and female, and it's not a competition or that men are are worse or, or inferior or anything like that. It just shows the, the differences in how we're able to use a lot of things that men do to our advantage. There are a lot of things that men do that I admire, and I'm, I'm hoping a lot more women take the initiative. Here's a very good example of that. I got this from um, an executive recruiter. He's been doing recruiting now for just over 20 years. He says, Erica, did you know that when – a man goes for a position. When he applies for a job, he normally applies for a position that he is underqualified for. When a woman applies for a job, she normally applies for a position that she is just qualified for. So out of the gate, men shoot higher 
in general. Wow. That women do. So um, in that uh, in that particular training, I talk about those things and and how you can shoot higher to get exactly what it is that you want. Um, another type of training that I offer is this is the fun one. I call this one kick fears butt. Yes. Kick fears butt. It's basically overcoming fear. There are a lot of things that we are totally afraid of. Success is one of them. We're not afraid of the money. That's not the issue. Because if we could just get the money and not do the work, I think a lot of people will raise their hand and they'd go for it. But in Kick Fears But, I teach people to acknowledge those butterflies that they have in their stomach, that sick, twisted feeling that you have in your gut, and you're like, oh, my goodness, who am I to do this? My question is, who are you not to do this? Because yeah. only those who are in a position where they have the mentality, I'm going to kick fear's butt and do it anyway, are the ones who actually get ahead. Another one of my trainings is called, Who Do You Think You Are? That one basically <laughs> surrounds um, a lot of self-esteem issues. That's a question that we have been asked in a sarcastic, sassy manner growing up. Well, who do you, and even as adults, people still say, well, who do you think you are? Well, let me tell you who I know I am. This one has a lot to do with knowing, not not just thinking it, but knowing how vibrant and beautiful and spirited and um, influential you are. Once you know like you know that you know that you were created and destined for greatness, there is nothing that is, there is no thing that can stop you. There is no thing that will stop you, just you. Are you going to encounter challenges? Absolutely. I don't know anyone who is successful who has not encountered challenges. Challenges is what creates the um, the speed demon, if you will, the one who gets through and they get through it faster. So the challenges are welcome. It shows you what you're made of. But who do you think you are, it really gives you a jump start. It starts with you. It's all about you. So before we can be assertive, before we can kick fierce butt, we have to know who we are. Because knowing who we are is going to help us to navigate the choices that we make. Um, another one of my trainings that I offer is called Five Things Unstoppable Women Do. Now, as you stated uh, before, Ms. Mocha, I've been speaking professionally now for over 15 years. Throughout my 15-year career, I have interviewed countless women um, who I consider to be very successful, and success doesn't always equal money. Um, what I've done is I've compiled the top five things, the top five commonalities these women have, and I share them with others because that question in the very beginning, well, how does she get what she has? How come she drives a nice car? How come she has a nice house and a great family and a great career? Well, here's how she has those things. Let me teach you what she did in order to get the things that she wants, and let's see how we can tweak it to your particular situation. So, and these things aren't secrets. The word secret is a buzz right now. 
Um, but there really is no secret to this. These are things that you've heard before, but maybe not to the extent or the degree that these women have explained it. I give very personal examples. I give um, tangible tactics that they can use in order to implement these things. Very recently, I just added um, a workshop called How to Write and Publish Your Own Book. Many people are in awe or they, they respect, they have a certain level um, of respect for published authors. It, it adds credibility. You're viewed as an expert in your field. And unfortunately, there aren't enough people taking full advantage of the benefits of being a published author. You can earn money with a book. You um, you can gain radio and TV shows with a book. You can, I mean, there's just so many different possibilities you can have with a book. But unfortunately, there are many people who feel like they don't know enough to write a book, which is not true. Not true at all. I'm not sure which one of you three may be published authors or um, maybe you're not, but there are many people who think, well, you have to be some type of guru in this area in order to write a book. That is so not true. If you ever sit down with someone, which I'm sure you have, and you have a personal story, and they were just like, oh, wow, you need to write a book. Right. Yeah, that's not a coincidence. That was something that you needed to hear. And especially when you hear it often, girl, what happened to you? And you did what? And then you did what? You need to write a book. Or your life could be a movie. Or your life is a soap opera. All of that stuff. Because you have have to say, and people need to hear it. Erica, this is DeAndrea. I don't mean to cut you off, but I just wanted to mention, you have this workshop coming up on the 28th. Is that correct? Yes, the uh, 28th of January, How to Write and Publish Your Own Book. It's uh, Saturday, January 28th at the Hampton Inn in Crestwood, Illinois. It's from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Okay, and And how um, how much does it cost to attend? The workshop is $249, and for tickets or more information, they go to completethatbook.com, completethatbook.com. On the website, you're going to see several people on the homepage, and these are all people that I have helped to become published author. They're real people with real testimonials. They're not mm-hmm. actors because I want people to understand how um, how real this is for mm-hmm. what they think is the average person. Many people think, well, I'm just the average person. You know, why, why should I write a book? all of the apprehension and the fears that come along with writing a book, these people on the website, they have real testimonials, and they'll share with you how I walk them through that process. And it wasn't as difficult as they thought it was once you have someone who's able to assist you with it. So, uh, DeAndrea, thank you so much for bringing that up. Oh, not a problem. I was just looking at your bio, and I was amazed at, you know, how you you make such wonderful points, and they are – they aren't so much of an aha moment, but it's putting together, like you said, information that you may not have heard in just that particular way. And mm-hmm. so just one of the things that stuck out, you said being unstoppable is not the same as being invincible and believing that bad things are not going to happen to you, but knowing what to do when the stuff happens. And I thought that was an awesome, awesome point because it's so important to know what to do. 
And, I mean, just just seeing where you come from and um, seeing that you are a survivor of incest or uh, molestation and knowing that you were able to pick yourself up, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, and uh, it was uh, the molestation. So I, I just wanted to clarify there was no incest. But I'm sorry, um, I mean, I, I'm sorry. yeah, I I'm meant sorry. to say incest. I mean, molestation as well, I apologize. That's okay. So um, as a young girl, most of the, of the men in my family were either gone physically or they were gone emotionally and mentally. So um, the very men in my life who were supposed to be there to protect me were the ones who were violating me. So it confused me in terms of the role that men were supposed to play in my life. You're very impressionable as a little girl. And when you know things are happening to you that doesn't feel right, you're faced with a bunch of issues as you get older. As you get older, you wonder now, are all men going to treat me like this? Am I going to feel um, hurt and violated and, and cry every time I encounter um, a man? It caused me to be very, very suspicious of men yeah. and totally unnecessary. But, again, this is something that uh, was – this is something that cultivated as I was going through my formative years. And it wasn't until I decided to talk about it is when things started to get better. And that's a common issue that people in general, not just women, because you have a lot of men who were abused as young boys, until you actually talk about it, people feel embarrassed, ashamed, humiliated. Once I opened my mouth to a therapist first, um, I was able to, she, she gained my trust, and I was able to open up little by little. And let me say this about a therapist. Say what you will. It does not mean you're crazy at all. And at the time, I was unemployed. I was broke, but I needed help. And there are places out there that will charge you on a sliding scale. So if you don't make any money, I pay $15 a session. Wow. So there are resources. So if there's someone out there who wants the help, I do have some resources for you. If you say, you know, I can't really afford, you know, $100 an hour, that's mm-hmm. fine. Help is available. So when I started talking to my therapist, a lot of things started to come up that I didn't even know was there. As I started to talk about it, I got more comfortable. Because the more you talk about it, the more numb you become to it. The emotions aren't as raw I don't get as emotionally unstable when I think about those ordeals. I talk mm-hmm. about it so much that I can talk about it now and not shed a tear. That was not always so. Once I felt comfortable talking about it there, then I decided to step out and talk about it publicly, which was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. Well, we want to hear a little bit more about that. We're going to take a quick break. I just want to say. Um, when we come back from the break, I want you to give that information because I, as a survivor, understand exactly what you're saying. And a lot of times we don't realize that we are stuck and we don't know where to go from there. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, I'm going to give you the floor to, to give us that information, okay? Sure. Okay, thank you. We'll be right back.
Good evening, and we are back. Our guest tonight, uh, if you just tuned in with us, is Erica Gilchrist, the Unstoppable Woman, award-winning speaker and acclaimed author. And we are chatting with her today about her. Uh, she offers training classes and um, classes on how to publish your book, and she just has like a total, total full list of um things to offer women and just to give you that motivation to keep going and don't let anything stand in your way. Erica? Yes, I'm here. Yes. Okay, now, Steve, what did you, when we come back from the break, you asked yes, about... Yes, you were just going to give us some information about, I didn't, I didn't want to cut you off. I want you to continue to say what you were saying. And then just to um, give us the information or, or the how we can get in contact with you if there are other listeners that want the information as far as speaking with someone. And, again, a lot of times we don't know that we're stuck, and so we think that we're just managing, and, and really we aren't. So I wanted you to kind of elaborate on that. Okay. Um, well, just before the break, I was talking about places where you can go to speak with a therapist um, if money is an issue for you. Um, many people don't realize this, but your local public aid office, actually can refer you to places. They know you have no money, so they're not going to refer you to some place, you know, where they charge $150 an hour. Um, most of the time when we go to the public aid office, it's because we need food or uh, some things for our children, but what about things for us? It's totally okay for us to ask for help for ourselves. In Chicago, I know that the Family Institute, they're uh, downtown on Michigan Avenue, um, the Family Institute offers counseling on a sliding scale. If you're not in Chicago, um, my suggestion um, when you go to – Google is a verb, you guys. I can't, That's wonderful how Google has totally blossomed over the last 10 years. But if yeah. you Google um, counseling, when you call these places, you specifically want to ask them if they offer counseling on a sliding scale. They know exactly what that means. If they say no, do not hang up the phone without asking them to refer you to a place that may offer that. And they'll probably say, well, I'm not sure, but this place might. And you just keep digging, which is how I found the Family Institute. So um, first things first, know that you deserve a better life, you know. You don't reach out for help unless you know you need it and that you deserve it. So for anyone who might be going through, and not just the, the issues that I've experienced with sexual molestation, but uh, some people have other issues that they need to address. Um, yeah. And that's an excellent place to start. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. I, I was just amazed. Your energy and the, the way that you speak and, and the way that you come across to your audience is awesome. I watched your three-minute pep talk, and I thought that that was just inspiring within itself. So I myself want to just say thank you for all of the, the work that you're doing. I think that you are doing a great service to everyone. I love that you have your hands in, in many different places and you seem to go to each and everything. And I know that it is an audience and a need for you. So I would just like to say thank you so much and continue with the good work that you are doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, if I'm not helping people, I'm not really helping myself. So uh, they, I do have selfish motives because I believe I deserve to be happy, and one of the ways to do that is to help others be happy. So um, I I don't know how to do anything else. 
Do you find it to be a sort of therapy within itself? Oh, absolutely. The most therapeutic thing I think I can find in this whole thing is when people share stories with me and their story is incredibly similar to my own. And I find that people's stories are similar to each other. Mm -hmm. So the, the epiphany that I had is that we are not that different from each other. And yeah. I did have a young woman, I was doing a two-day seminar, usually in day one, I reveal all of my hot mess that I went through <laughs> in my life to mm-hmm. sort of build a bridge with my audience. I do reveal uh, very painful experiences, and I, I let them know I haven't always been this way. And the second day is dedicated to just them, you know, really empowering them. So this young woman showed up day two. She missed the first day. Mm-hmm. So she didn't hear, you know, all of those heartache stories that I told. And she raises her hand and she says to me, well, Erica, um, please don't be offended, but I don't see how you can tell us how we can get better and, you know, how we can change our lives when, you know, clearly you're successful and, you know, you're beautiful and I'm sure you have, you know, everything all together. I just don't think that you're qualified to tell us how we can get from where we are if you're not where we are. So naturally everyone in the room is looking at me going, okay, would you please tell this chick about what you told us on yesterday? Right. But the way I handled that is I told her, I said, well, on yesterday I did explain a lot of issues that I've experienced, and I'll be happy um, to talk to you on a one-on-one basis uh, about those things. Oftentimes what I find is that people see me, and they see the glory, but they don't know the story. And when that happens, I love talking to people on a one-on-one basis. Mm. So on the very next break, um, I pulled her aside, and there was no anger whatsoever, none, because I totally understood where she was coming from. Because to her, that, that was real for her. Perception is reality. Her perception of me was this person who had it all together, and now I'm trying to tell you how you can get it all together, and I've never been through anything. Right. So um, it, it's not so much um, – where I am is is where I came from. All of those things, horrific and terrific, have made me the woman I am today, and I love her. I cherish her. I'm proud of her, and I'm okay with saying that because I wasn't always someone who loved me, who liked me, who was proud of me. So it it would behoove of people to get to know someone's personal story Someone once told me a stranger is just someone whose story you don't know. Wow. So I encourage people to tell their story, which is one of the reasons why I encourage people to write a book. Write a book, people. What you have to say is important, and someone needs to hear it. There are so many life-altering books that are in the graveyard, people who never took the opportunity while they were here to share their story with someone who wanted to hear it. So that person who still doesn't want to go to therapy, that person could have read the book that you wrote that could change their life, and now they're not going to read it. Don't take your books to the grave with you. 
Leave a legacy, not just your children and your family. A book is a legacy. I know of a particular book that people still read that's thousands of years old, hello, and people still read the Bible for guidance and, and instruction and, and all sorts of things. Yeah. Write the book. Wow. <laughs> I just said yesterday on um, our show last night about how many um, dreams and um, purpose, people's purpose, what your purpose is in your destiny in the cemetery. You're gone. Some mm-hmm. of them got a chance to do it and expose it, and some didn't. So I like um, when you say that, to take advantage of um, getting your story out there. Now, for some people who um, still are apprehensive, uh, there's a project I do have that's going on right now. Um, For those who are interested in becoming a published author, I am seeking writers who are willing to contribute just a single chapter. So you don't have to write an entire book, but I'm seeking authors to contribute a single chapter to uh, a book entitled The Success Guide for the Unstoppable Entrepreneur. This book is designed to help business owners and entrepreneurs excel in their business. In this economy, I can say with ultimate confidence, without fear of any contradiction, that having your own business and being in charge of your own finances is the way to go. Long gone are the days where you're at a job for 20 or 40 years and then you retire and have a great pension. That has disappeared. The only way you get fired is if you fire yourself. Hmm. So if there's anyone who has um, areas of expertise in assisting entrepreneurs, whether it's transitioning from being an employee to entrepreneur, how to market yourself, how to build a brand, how to get in touch with your customers. Um, there's so many managing your money wisely because when you start making money, you need to know that there are certain things you do differently with um, money that you earn from your business as opposed to a paycheck. So there's a lot of different areas. So I'm seeking offers. If someone is interested, they can go to Get published the easy way dot com. That's get published the easy way dot com. And published is past tense, so get published the easy way dot com. On that website, I uh, created a little video, and in the video are previous authors. This is the second time I'm doing this. Uh-huh. Our previous authors uh, from the last book, and they share their experience with, with what this has done for them. So they don't have to just take my word for it. These are real people whom I've helped to become published authors. So um, that is the easiest way to become a published author. You don't have to worry about copywriting, ISBN, graphic designers, editors, and things of that nature because I take on those tasks myself. So I try to make it as easy as humanly possible for people to become a published author. And there are other books that I'm going to have in a collaborative effort, uh, the Leadership Book for Women, the Relationship Guide for the Married Unstoppable Woman, for the Single Unstoppable Woman. I've got a lot of stuff coming up. Wow. Sounds good. As a matter of fact, the last book, the last collaborative book, The Unstoppable Woman's Guide to Emotional Well-Being, um, the marketing manager at Harpo Studios, she does the marketing uh, management for Oprah. I sent her a couple of chapters from the book, and she wrote the foreword. 
and she wrote such an awesome forward for this book. And we're having a really big book signing um, the second Saturday in February, February 11th. It is Valentine's Day weekend. I realize that, but it's very brief. It's from 2 to 4, and it's at the Red Kiva. I believe it's 1061 West Randolph Street in Chicago. And um, Ms. Watson, her name is Maya Watson from Harpo Studios. She will be there. Um, we're also going to have media there. Um, anyone with press passes, uh, they come on. I do encourage it. Um, and you get a chance to meet the local authors. This book has authors in China, Canada, South Africa, all over the world. So they're not going to be there, but the local authors are also going to be there as well as Miss Watson from Harpo Studios. And you'll have an opportunity to talk to her. And um, most of the time, people aren't there. When the authors, <laughs> I say Harpo Studios, and automatically they're like, okay, I'm there. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Um, get whenever you see opportunity, I say snatch it because that's what I did and that's how I met her. So um, who am I to uh, to judge that? So come on out, support your local authors, and um, meet Miss Watson from Harpo and pick her brain. One of the first things people ask her is, I'm sorry, how is Oprah? People always ask her that. That's the most common question she gets. How is Oprah? Is she mean? Is she nice? And by the way, to them, the staff does not call her Oprah. They call her Miss Winfrey. Wow. Wow. Do you, do you, can you tell us the name of the book and give us the address and the venue again? Um, okay. So the name of the book is called The Unstoppable Woman's Guide to Emotional Well-Being. The Unstoppable Woman's Guide to Emotional Well-Being. Now, the book has a website by itself, and that website is theunstoppablelibrary.com. TheUnstoppableLibrary.com. Now, Red Kiva, I want to make sure I'm giving you the correct address. I'm visualizing it now, so if I'm a little off, it might be one or two numbers. But um, it's at the Red Kiva, that's two words, Red Kiva, K-I-V-A, and that's their website also, RedKiva.com, in case I screw it up. But I believe the address is 1061, that's 1061 West Randolph Street. There's free off-street parking. And it's Saturday, February 11th, from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Thank you. Wow. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Awesome woman. Wow. I'm really impressed. And um, you have so much to offer to anyone that's even thinking about writing a book. Or getting a book published. I like the project about the uh, the one chapter mm-hmm. to write one chapter for the entire. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I make it as easy as possible, and um, it takes a lot of the intimidation out of it. And during the process, a lot of the ladies were asking me questions. Now, if I were to write this book on my own, how would I get it copyrighted? You know, what's the purpose of an ISBN, and how do I find the right editor? So. Um, all of those questions and concerns, I answer all of those things. So this is just the easiest possible way. I cannot make it any easier. And that's getpublishedtheeasyway.com. Okay. We're going to take a break. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, we're going to um, let Mario, we're going to hear from Mario tonight. Um, Yay, so we'll be Mario. right back. 
Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Dang it, Rio. All We are back. This is Black Rider Space. If you just tuned in with us tonight, our guest is Erica Gilchrist, and she is so full of life, and I am really enjoying this. So much information. If any of our listeners are looking to publish their books, um, need um, any type of training, she is the woman to go to. Um, Mario, what you got for us? Well, I... I got a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. I was trying to let y'all do y'all talking because, you know, y'all was doing your woman bonding thing, so I wanted <laughs> to make sure that y'all was all on the same page. We're good, Mario. We're ready for um, the male point of view, the male perspective. What you got? Okay, now here we go now. <laughs> all right, this is what I wanted to know because I see everything that you do talk about and everything that I did read was Unstoppable Woman, Unstoppable Woman. All right, now, would you ever do, like, anything like a team summit using that slogan but kind of, like, lower it a little bit for, for like, teenage uh, girls who you want to kind of, like, teach to become a woman? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I've actually done that before. So um, the self-esteem workshop that I do, Who Do You Think You Are?, um, that one uh, is very appropriate for young teen girls. So um, I've actually done that before, and it's relatively easy for me to make the adjustment from uh, woman to to young lady. So because I used to be one, and so it's not that difficult at all. Um, I do do that as well, and that's a common question that I'm asked because it, it needs to start a little sooner than adulthood, and I totally agree with that. So it's very easy for me to make that adjustment. Oh, okay. I was also looking at the secrets of being an unstoppable woman, and I was actually wanting a little clarity on Chapter 5 when you was talking about, like, get beside yourself. Like, can you talk a little bit more about Chapter 5? Yeah, absolutely. So get beside yourself. Um, Get beside yourself basically talks about um, how you can be your best ally as opposed to being, you know, your worst enemy. Um, It starts with something really, really simple. Know that you deserve the best. You have to be your own cheerleader. There's not usually people um, standing around you on a regular basis going, go, 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 you can do it, you can do it. So you're going to have to be the one to do that. When it's um, get beside yourself, I love, love, love that chapter because that has a lot to do with saying, not necessarily telling everybody to forget you, but it has more to do with reacquainting yourself with you. You getting to know you so that you can know how to best help you, if that makes any sense. And yeah, it actually chapter, does. Yeah, in this chapter, I do talk about my grandmother uh, who raised me, who was the uh, inspiration uh, for a lot of the things that I do. And that chapter had a lot of, um, shall we say, uh, a lot of issues that I had to clear up and get beside yourself. So it also encourages people to get a coach. The coach, if you cannot afford one, you want to go to the therapist. So all of this ties hand in hand. And it's interesting you go directly to that chapter because I remember the photograph that introduces that chapter is the same woman standing next to herself. Um, One of her facial expressions is just kind of basic. She's standing there with her arms crossed and the one standing next to her is leaning on her. So you have to learn how to lean or rely on yourself to make things happen as opposed to looking for outside resources. So that's, in a nutshell, what Get Beside Yourself is. Oh, okay. Um, since we inside the book itself, I have another chapter I kind of want you to uh, explain to the listeners and myself. Side with the enemy. Now, why should we side with the enemy now? Now, first things first, just because they view you as their enemy doesn't mean you should view them as yours. There are many people who don't like you, who have no desire to see you succeed. Just because they feel that way about you, we're programmed to automatically view them as an enemy. I don't view them as enemies. So when I say side with the enemy, first and foremost, You don't have to always consider them an enemy. Secondly, a lot of times people, remember I said people see the glory but they don't know the story. A stranger is only someone whose story you don't know. A lot of times they view you as an enemy 
because they don't know your story. They don't see a commonality. So when I say side with the enemy, I'm saying get to know their story. The easiest way to resolve a conflict is to get inside of the other person's head, meaning find out exactly what their story is. They don't care about your story right now. They care about their own. So let that be the the springboard. So listen to them. Listen to their story. Try to find something in what they say that is tied to something that you have experienced, and you start from there. Um, One of the first stories that I talk about in that chapter is uh, a woman called me late at night because she thought I was dating her husband. And she's like, who are you? We've been together. We've had five children and da 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 Now, this particular man, I went out with him twice. I think it was twice. I did not know he was married. He had his own apartment. He had his own car. It was everything in his apartment screamed bachelor. This dude had nothing. You hear me? <laughs> so there was no indication of a family. What I found out later on is that he left his family probably eight months prior to when I met him, and she really was not okay with him leaving. I totally understand that. For some reason or another, she thought it would help if she called me and told me to stay away from him. First of all, I never dated him again after that. I don't like people who bring drama into my life. But secondly, in listening to her, she explained to me that uh, he's cheated on her several times, and uh, she described a lot of different scenarios. I am divorced. Many of the situations that she explained, I have experienced. So in listening to her, I I told her, I said, I'm very sorry that you went through that. As a matter of fact, when I was married, I experienced the same thing. And here's some other things that I experienced. And she goes, yeah, he did that to me too. So now we're bonding. When I say side with the enemy, first and foremost, don't view them as that. Listen to what they have to say. Find a commonality and take it from there. That's a technique that I've had to learn over the course of years because it's very easy to take on that mentality when someone challenges you. You go, oh, really? Well, here's what I think about you. But that never really gets you anywhere. So that's what I mean by side with the enemy. Okay. I was just, uh, when I seen the title itself, you know how you read a title or see a title, you put your own thought process into it. So by you being... The creator, I wanted to make sure that I was on the same page you were on. So that's pretty much why I, I focused on them two chapters because it was like, why am I going to sign with the enemy for? You know what I mean? Like, that's the first yeah. thing that most people would say, like, I want to sign with him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we don't like each other. And, Mario, you know what? That is something that I teach when I um, when I teach my workshop on how to write a book. You remember okay. the first thing I said in the type of training that I offer, the first one is called Humility is Overrated, which is also a right. chapter title. All that is is assertiveness skills, but it's a very boring title, assertiveness skills. So you, you have to think of a new way of saying the same thing. And that's oh. one of the ways of saying, yeah, side with the enemy is another way of saying um, listen actively. That's a boring chapter title, isn't it? Be an active listener. No, how about right. side with the enemy? Because now people are going, well, what, what did she mean by this? And then they open the book. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for proving my point. I really appreciate That worked. Yay. I want to uh, 
before we take a break, I just I actually want to talk about starting today. The mm-hmm. 365 quotations to stimulate, inspire, enhance your personal growth. Now, mm-hmm. what are you talking about in this little thing right there? That book is a quotation book. So it has 365 quotations, um, each one for every day of the year. And that has a lot to do with get beside yourself. That goes hand in hand with that. When you don't have someone who's in your corner cheering you on regularly, you have to do it yourself. Um, Most people, when they get the book, they go directly to their birthday to see, you know, what the quote is for their birthday. But that book actually sells better than the rest because I end up selling them in bulk to companies and organizations who distribute them to their um, loyal employees, their new customers, if they're um, having a convention at McCormick Place or something and they need something to put into the goodie bag, that's a really good motivator for people. It's safe, it's small, um, and it's a real good pick-me-up. So that book is an easy way to start as well for those who want to be published authors. You can easily publish a quote book. So as long as you give the quotes credit to who it is that said it. Oh wow! I was I was actually kind of figuring that was probably what it was, mm-hmm. and hit it on the head. But I have one more question. I, I said we gonna go to break. I got one more question. Sure. And and me and Tiffany, we talked about this a lot. You know, we talk about a lot of things as far as like nonprofit and you know mentoring and you know, trying to open up a black writer space school, you know, creating writing and stuff like that. How can somebody who want to get into motivational speaking, what would be your advice to that person? Someone who wants to get into the business. Well, there's a couple of resources I can give you. Uh, One is SPA, uh, Speakers, Publishers, and Authors Association. They specialize in exactly what you're talking about. If you're thinking about getting into the speaking business, um, you want to attend one of their monthly meetings. It's always the third Saturday of every month. Um, There's one in Chicago, and then there's one in Madison, Illinois. Their website is thespa.org, the S-P-A-A.org. They explain the ins and the outs of the business to first make sure that you are aware of what it is that you're getting yourself into. They talk about what it takes to be um, a great speaker, how to get paid, how to get published, how to market, things of that nature. Another suggestion that I have is to start doing free talks. Start. Uh, we have an old saying in the speaking business, it only costs $15 to get in, and that's just for your business card. Once you have the business cards, pretty much you can call yourself a speaker. There's no college for being a motivational speaker. You know, there's, there's no academic uh, curriculum that you have to go through. Um, so getting into the business is easy. Excelling at the business is where you're going to find your difficulty. But I would start off doing free talks, just 20 minutes. Get your feet wet. Learn how to connect with your audience. So if you couple those two things, um, joining SPA and starting to do free talks, that will sharpen your presentation skills like you would not believe. That's where I would start. And also SPA has 20 chapters nationwide. So if you go to the spa.org, you can learn more about some of the other chapters for your listeners who are not in the state of Illinois. Wow.
I'm trying to write down this website. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was doing. I was, I was actually doing the same thing, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, I'm like, okay, wait a minute now. We're trying, we're trying to get, get some things going on over here. Yeah, and yes. for whatever reason, you know, if you get confused or something I said, just call me or, you know, go to my website and contact me. And my website, why I didn't say it by now, I don't know. It's ericagilchrist.com. It's just my name, um, ericagilchrist.com, Erica with a K. And my last name is spelled G-I-L Christ. So that's Erica Gilchrist, G-I-L-C-H-R-I-S-T.com. Okay, I got it. I got it. I know we, we okay. got quiet up here. Everybody trying to write down everything. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Ooh. I'm so excited. You, I want to do some motivational speaking. <laughs> oh, do it. Very good. I know. I do too. Like I, I always want to do it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good, and people need that because. They be sitting on all these dreams and just sitting and sitting. And, and uh, that's why I like on the video when I watch your video. I love how you just kind of uh, pull out all the simple things we deal with, you know, mm-hmm. how people are placed. I, I remember the part where you said people are placed in our lives to um, uh, talk about us and degrade us and stuff to kind of push us forward our destiny and, and what we're supposed to be doing, what we were placed here on earth for. Yeah, so I think that's, that's their job. Mhm. Wow. That's their job. So they can show you how to do yours. What was that? No, I was just saying I agree. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so don't even be upset with them. They're just doing their job. So now it's time for you to do yours. All right. Well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back and wrap things up. And before we take the break, I want to tell all the listeners support Erica Gilchrist. Please support Thank her. You. She has a lot of great things going on right now. Check her website out and just support her because especially the women. Like I posted on Facebook today that this is a great inspiration, motivational show we're going to do, and I was pumping it up for you, Erica. I even called I called you the lifesaver with a lot of flavor. So, well, all right, then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because because we talk, we talk about this all the time that we need to support each other. So, you know, the women, if you listen out, listening, she she giving y'all some tips now. Come on now, work with us. Don't work against us. You know, side with the enemy now. We're trying to side with the enemy over here. So, support Erica Gilchrist, and we'll be right back. Thank you. No problem.
are back, and if you're just tuning in with us, tonight we have Erica Gilchrist, our uh, awesome, awesome guest tonight. She offers so many different things, motivational speaking, training classes. If you're looking to get published, if you just don't know where to start, she has every single thing that you need to get started and then be successful. So um, we just want to really... Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on our show and give all your information and uh, your event date. And give us your website again for the listeners who may want to get started with getting that book out, getting that message out, or just want to take some training classes. Give us our website. They can just go to my website. It's my name, ericagilchrist.com, Erica with a K, Gilchrist, G I L. C-H-R-I-S-T dot com. And by the way, before we go, I want to let you know that I do offer a 20% referral bonus. So if you know of a club, group, or organization um, who could use my speaking services, if you refer them to me and um, we close a deal, you get 20% of whatever it is that they pay me. So that I wanted to make sure that I said that. But all of the things that I mentioned, you can start at my website and just branch off from there. Wow. Great. Um, well, it's been awesome having you on our show tonight, and um, we hope to have you back. I know you'll have some um, new projects coming up in 2012 and um, in the near future. I really um, I, I really like how you have everything set up, and I really enjoy the video. Oh, thank you very much. I know I'm having my annual Day for Divas event Saturday, September 8th. Um, it's a women's empowerment conference where we play games and have a lot of fun, and I give away a lot of stuff. But that's going to come up a little bit later on uh, in 2012, so just stay tuned for that one. It's the Saturday after Labor Day weekend. Okay. I'll be, you know what, well, I'll be checking your page and your website to um, kind of keep up with um, whatever events you have coming up, and that way I can um, put them on the blog and put them on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, our listeners can keep up with what you have going on. Okay, excellent. Well, Mario and DeAndrea and Miss Mocha, Miss Tiffany, um, you all have have been great hosts and hostesses. I do appreciate you having me on your show. Thank Thank you. Not a problem. It was an honor just to have you. I know you are extremely busy and um, doing new things and your new projects you're working on. So, no, it's an honor to have you on our show. Thank Absolutely. You. Okay. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, we're going to um, move right along, and we're going to let you get back to enjoying the rest of your evening. 
and we will definitely be in contact. And you guys heard it, 20% referral. If you refer um, anyone to her and they close the deal, you get you receive uh, 20%. So keep that in mind. Right. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you very much. You all have a great evening. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, guys, that was awesome. Yes, it was. It really was. Um, she has so much information. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. So many that projects. Was... So many What's things like for us that we want to get into writing. She has it from if you want to be a small part to an integral part, to if you want to take her class. You know, it just inspires those who want to start off and don't really know where to go. And I know we've talked to many people who, you know, have offered different things, but it seems like the way she puts hers is so plain and simple, and it seems like she has such a good success rate that it is inspiring and it makes me really want to look into it. Absolutely. Yeah. I know that she got me wanting to do some motivation and comments. I know. <laughs> but see, she, she loves what she do, though. She loves what she do, like, the passion comes out of her voice. Like she loves what she do. She already she said it from the day the first time she came on the show. Like I like to talk. I like to. I want the attention on me. I want you know. She loves what she do, and that's why she's so successful. And she that's is good at it. Yes, they're closed mouths. Don't get fed. So that's true. That's true. So we should really look into the spot thing. I go to the website and really, you know, we should all just, you know, uh, purpose ourselves to check it out and, and see what it is that we need to do. I think it's an awesome idea. I think that everything that she had was an awesome idea. I was inspired from looking at her three-minute uh, pep talk. Honestly, I was. I um, uh, She invited me to a meeting that they're having on January 21st. I will be attending that just to kind of get a feel for, you know, the members and what, they, what they're talking about, what the organization is about. I will be going to check that out. That will be awesome. I'm going to look at the website tonight. That's great. Mario, you asked some awesome questions. I'm sorry, go ahead. What did you say? No, I was just saying Mario asked some awesome questions. You did, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I just... What I try to do is I try to, you know, when I do read their material or I read their books or whatever, I just try to ask the question that I know a lot of people want to know. You know what I mean? Like, because those two chapters in that book really, like, hit me. Like, what's that about? You know what I mean? Like, it was, mm-hmm. like, you no know, confused. It was, I wasn't confused. It was more so, like, you know, like, I want to make sure I'm on the same page with her. So that's why I asked those two questions because... <laughs> I want to know why you on side with the enemy, you know what I mean? Because, you know, in the heat of the moment, you're like, man, I ain't going to side with no enemy. But then now when she said what she said about it, it's like, okay, now I get what she's saying. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to start siding with my enemy now. Mm-hmm. Just want some clarity, you know, and you guys always, half the time y'all, when y'all do the show, I just be sit back amazed by it because y'all just be rolling. I just be like, okay, I ain't going to mess up nothing. <laughs> I'm going to sit back and just chill, listen to y'all. Y'all got the show rolling. Wait, you just... Stop paying at any time, bro. 
Right. So that's D, no, I'm just saying, D, when you get to talking, it's just, I just like, okay, let me shut up. Let me, let me throw the key away. D talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you do your thing. Me and Tiffany were talking about that earlier. Like, I'm like, D, I'm like, she's done this numerous times before, you know. You just, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. You be like, uh, yeah, what about this? What about, I'm like, hmm. Let me write down I'm, what about this, what about that. I'm sorry. You know what, though? I I promise you, when I, she, I was so inspired by what she said because the way that she started off with the bio about being a survivor of molestation, I apologize. I didn't mean incest. I'm not a survivor of incest either. I am a survivor of molestation. It, it touched a personal core with me. And the way that she said she just got up and got off the floor from being depressed and crying and to getting up and talking to someone. And a lot of times, you know, we think that we're making it and we think that we're doing what we need to do, but we're really just breathing and existing. And it's not just with molestation. Like she said, it's with domestic violence and, you know, other areas or other aspects. So, you know, I was just eager. A lot of times people don't want to talk about that aspect of their lives and the fact that she made that so public and made it a catalyst right in the beginning of her bio, it drew my attention to that and how she moved from there. And so I was so intrigued to just ask her to please, you know, give that information now because I'm sure as it intrigued me, it intrigued everybody else or other people, I should say. Right. And it led me to the segue for our um, health corner for this evening, which is going to be about mental health. Oh, wow. Yes, mental health and how important our mental health is. Um, so when you guys are ready for me to go, just let me know. <laughs> go, you've got the floor. <laughs> okay, go. okay. Well, I just want to, you know, talk about mental health as writers, as fathers, mothers, um, employees, employers, just everyday people. We need to have Sound mental health. And mental health is how we think, feel, and act as we cope with life. Um, You know, you want to have good emotional health. You know, people who are emotionally healthy are in control of their thoughts, their feelings, and their behaviors. And they can keep their problems in perspective. So we definitely want to make sure that we can keep our problems in perspective and make sure that we are moving along with life and not just existing and living. So I just wanted to come up with some things, you know, when you're trying to write and you want to get something out on paper, that's your project, that's your baby, so to speak. But at the same time, you still have your everyday life. You have your job, you have your children, you have your bills, you have your car. You know, you still have problems and things that you have to juggle. So I just wanted to address um, with everyone some of the things that we can do as individuals to make sure that we are emotionally healthy and if not, what we need to do to seek being emotionally healthy. So let's just go with, you know, um, emotional health, again, is just an important stage of life. Um, You know, we want to make sure that we're being healthy and staying healthy mentally during our rough times as well as our good times. Some things that we can do is to, Get mental support from friends, family. You know, sometimes that can be our pastors. Sometimes that can be our friends. Um, As Erica was talking about, you know, you may want to reach out and talk to someone else that's more qualified. And there are other, you know, 
aspects or avenues that you can use to go and do that. And she gave us some great tips to do some research. We can go to the different um, organizations that she said. Like she said, Google is a wonderful thing nowadays. So we can, you know, Google. And if your pocket is tight, then, you know, ask those questions about a sliding scale. And basically what that means is if you only have a specific amount of income, what they have is a, a each, each place has like a calculation that they use. And say, for instance, if you only make $100 every month, they may only charge you $10. I know I'm kind of lowballing it a little bit, but it goes based off of your income, and that's always fabulous, right? Other things that you can do is identify and address reasons that you may be sad, frustrated, angry, um, things you know, things that are causing the, the stress in your life or the problems in your life or what's causing you to be mentally unhealthy. Well, mentally. can I just make it real quick? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times uh, with the mental health thing, most of the mm-hmm. time, and I'm not trying to preach y'all, don't, don't, listeners, don't, don't get mad at me, but for real, we're going to just go and break this on down. Most of the time it's a spirit, okay? So mm-hmm. a lot of times um, it's either somebody you're around, somebody mm-hmm. uh, connected to, or um, something that's in your life, or, you know, because they, they say, you know, here I go again, with the enemy, he really, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So, Absolutely. therefore, you have all these, what is, what is that? Um, what was it talking about that Sunday at church? Um, we don't wrestle with, with flesh and blood, but... So, principality. You dang on right. So, that's mm-hmm. where that mental health crap came from. That's basically mm-hmm. where, it, where, where it stems from. And once you get in the Word of God and you begin to learn these things and mm-hmm. you begin to, to surround yourself with the Word and you begin to speak those things out of your mouth and you break some of that stuff, because a lot of that stuff comes mm-hmm. from... Um, generational curses and all yes. this stuff from way down the line. You know, we want to hold on to, oh, oh, we was there 400 years of slavery. No, you say you had 400 years of slavery. He told me, he promised me uh, um, the, that I was going to have this awesome life and this and that, and he will give it to you. But guess what? You got to get in your word. I'm sorry, yes, I'm not trying to speak tonight, but I just had to throw that out there. Okay, and, and you're right, and and that's why you know I want to make sure that we stress that it is mentally healthy. A lot of times when people hear mental health, the first thing they do is have a negative thought. They think of doctor, psychiatrist, um, medications, um, you know, negative things, and it, it's not always about that. Sometimes your emotional, mental health just can be simply. You know, like I said, changes. Identify what it is that, that makes you emotionally stressed out, what it is that yes. makes you angry or frustrated. You know, you may need to get rid of some, some spiritual ties that you may have, or you may need to get rid of some folks in your life, or you may need to put some things down that you shouldn't do in the first place, you know, or you may need to get on your knees going to your prayer closet. So you have to identify what it is that's causing you to be stressed out and then go about the means to address it. And it's not always the psychiatrist or the psychologist or right. the counselor or right. the or medication the that they offer. Right. You know, the medication sometimes makes you look like you're crazy. I'm sorry, D. I'm, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. You're right. Sometimes it's prayer. And like I said, going to your, going to your um, pastor. 
or, you know, your prayer partner, you know. A lot of times we as as Christians won't go to our prayer partner and say, I'm struggling in these areas. A lot of us don't have a prayer partner, you know. Sometimes something that that's something that we may need to give. Before you go to your pastor, have you gotten on your knees? Have you addressed the man upstairs? Have you, you know, gotten a prayer partner, someone who has your back and will pray with you? You know, sometimes those are things that we have to do. But you want to make sure that you identify what it is that's causing you the stress as well as what it is that you can eliminate and make sure that you don't have those stressors. And see what it is that you can do to help yourself. Because if you aren't helping yourself, then you can't help but do anything for anyone. No one will get that great book. No one will hear that great motivational speech that you have to give because you have to motivate yourself first. So those things are so, so important. So you're right, Tiffany, you're right. I'm sorry. I know some folks probably don't want to hear that, but I'm going to keep it real tonight. We're going to get down to the bottom of this thing. You know, that huh? I'm just saying, you're right. I know you have firsthand knowledge, so I know you're right how the system can pull you in and swallow you up. But I thought that it was so important to mention because of the fact that she touched on it. And I thought it was so poignant that she said that she she was on the floor in the corner crying, couldn't get up, depressed, couldn't get herself together. And she got herself up and said, wait a minute. What is it that I'm not doing right? And went from there. And sometimes we have to just take stock in our own selves, in our own lives, not just what, um, not just in what others are telling us. Because people can tell us stuff about ourselves all day. You can that can go on one ear and out the other. But you have to definitely make sure that you take stock and find out what it is. You know, be honest with yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and say, look, this is where I am. This is where I want to be. And let me sit down and figure out what I need to do to get there. So do you guys have any we questions? Have we have a caller. Oh, okay, great. Let me bring her on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi, this is my friend. Do you have a Yep, I was call, calling because I was listening in to when you had your guest on earlier mm-hmm. and talking about the unstoppable woman. I want to commend her on that because I want to um, also go out to the spa and listen to her um, motivational speaking. But what really got me to call in was that uh, talking about the mental health. Mm-hmm. And being a minister in the church, and not only that, but being an entrepreneur uh, with many businesses under my belt, I think what happens is is, is we first recognize God for being who he is. Yeah. Mental, mental thing, we give that to him, and we allow him to work it. But a lot of times, being strong women and strong men, so we think we want to take on a lot of, uh, a lot of different situations ourselves, and that mm-hmm. weighs on us with worry, and doubt and uh, low self-esteem, I mean, all of that in one bucket. But when we begin to just see God for who he really is, he can open yeah. up some doors, and even in our entrepreneurship, he can open up doors and allow us to walk and be around people of great stature and become those people, if not bigger or more. Because yeah. this year, 2012, is the year for the kingdom. Yeah. So mental health, so we just want to bind all that up with that mental health 
stuff and anyone that's going through it, we want to just call uh, those things that's not as though they were. We want to say that they will have a sound mind. Yes. Because I said you want us to have life and have it more abundantly. And we can't have it more abundantly uh, with mental issues. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that is so cool. oh my God. You just hit another nerve, but I'm not gonna that's that's awesome. That's right that there. That is awesome. It's a, you put you put the correlation mental health equals a lack of faith, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have, you have to have bogging you down and you're not, you know, like I said, you have to make sure that you put it in the hands of who can take care of it the best. And you need to pray. You need to, you know, if you need to seek help, you need to seek the Lord first. Seek him first. That's, that's what the Bible says. Matthew 6 and 33 says, if you will first seek ye, first seek ye the kingdom of God. And all these other things shall be added. But if we don't first acknowledge God for being who he is, acknowledging the Lord for being who he is, there is nothing that's really going to work. Absolutely. It's not going to work. We're going to for forever always be in a pit of, as you say, as the world would think, a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. So with, and, with but, God or with the Lord, everything is possible. And to Ms. Mosa and to Mario, I want to commend you guys on this show. Uh, I don't listen. I don't get a chance to listen all the time, but when I do, you guys have great questions. You have great guests. I just want to just uh, continue. I'm going to continue to pray that the Lord would just open up doors that you begin to go around globally and talk about the black writer space and not yeah. being just black, but black being the ink that goes on the white paper and people begin Absolutely. to write books. Amen. 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 We receive that. We receive that. Absolutely. And I thank you guys for letting me talk. Well, thank you not for calling in. We want our listeners to call in and continue to pass the word. Yeah. I will. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Bye-bye. 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 Wow. I'm so glad that um, we do. It's nice to know that we do have people out here actually listening and who are um, headed in the same direction and who actually support what we say. I know we have, um, you know, this is Internet radio, so we have, like, millions of people listening, maybe not all the time, but you never know who you're going to get on air and, People have their own um, opinions about religion and this and that, and it's not even about religion. It's just God. Right. So on here, we honor God. We always um, put him first, and we definitely, because we know without him, guess what? This does not even exist. So with that being said, um, I thank you so much for your uh, mental health corner. And, I, you know, I had no idea it would probably go in that direction, but it's just the mm-hmm. truth, and it needed to be said. So. And it, it is the truth. You're right. You're absolutely right. And it's just a matter of uh, what, like I said, what made me think about it was just recognizing. A lot of times we we miss the boat. We run. We walk around as Christians, and, you know, we can be angry Christians. We can be depressed Christians. We can be... Um, you know, Christians that have self self doubt, self loathing, um, low self esteem. You know, just different things that we can go in a whole different direction if we listen to the world. But I just, you know, we want to bring it home here at Black Writer Space that we want to make sure that we keep God first and we keep lifting Him up so that He will continue to lift us up, and we make sure that we acknowledge and go to who keeps us every day. So that's the point. Mm-hmm. 
Mario, you there? I guess Mario left us. Mario, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sitting back listening. Like, I mean, I already, I really don't get into you know her religion, you know, as far as talking about it as much, but. I mean, God okay. first. I mean, you gotta you gotta put God first in everything you do, you know, and and you just, you, know, you got to you just got to do the right things, you know, and and when it comes to mental health and and even with writing, you know, you you gotta make sure that your mind is clear of all the negative demons or whatever you want to call it, yeah, you know, you even even if you were speaking or just your everyday conversation, you know, it's all communication. you got to keep that negative spirit away from you because it, it will bring somebody else down and then the devil wins again. So we got to keep doing the right things, keep puffing the show with with the positive uh, mindset that we all have and just stay humble. And that's pretty much it on my side. Y'all know I keep it. Quick and simple. Amen. Right? Amen. We're going to do it like that, and we're going to continue to keep our guests happy and keep the listeners who do listen happy and, and like to uh, call us, you know, we respect what you say. We're glad you called in, pass yeah. the word, you know, because we want to be different than all these other shows. We want to make sure that everybody knows we care. We're we not just talking. We, we ain't just trying to pay bills like that. We want to help people and that's what we're about over here. And if you ain't feeling that then you don't know you on the wrong show then. Baby. You know, we we're about we're about helping each other and and just helping the world if we can. I we, I want to say the world. That's all I want to say. You right. Yeah. You right. Changing lives. Changing lives. Um, I'm off my soapbox now so <laughs> y'all can do what y'all wanna do. I'm off. <laughs> Have a clean house. Absolutely. And you know what? Everybody may not like what it is that we say. Everybody may not like what it is that we support. But you know what? We have something for everybody. And if you stop and sit down and have a seat in Mario's champagne room and take a drink of, of our of our um, spiritual champagne, let's just say that, then you'll see that this is really a place that God has put his stamp on and I cannot wait to see where he is going to take Black Writer's Space. And what the caller said of that being the ink, that black not being the color, but being the ink, oh, my goodness, that touched my spirit in so many ways you all can't even imagine. I just think that's awesome. And I can't wait to see. And, again, I commend you guys. I think you guys are doing such a great job. I thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. Tiffany? Okay. We have, um, like, 90 seconds. So um, I just want to thank all our listeners for listening. I thank our caller for calling in and um, um, also our guest. Um, she was amazing. She gave a lot of information. Um, yeah. If you need to, um, you can look on my page on Facebook, Black Writers, and get any of the information that you missed tonight. But we will be back. We will not have a show tomorrow. So guys, uh, enjoy your weekend. Our next Show, and then Monday is a holiday, so our next show will be Tuesday. I'm going to keep the guests a secret, but I will start posting tonight. So um, stay tuned. That's going to be awesome. And um, love you guys, and God bless. Good night.
you are the one. 